everyone, and welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast presented by LA Fitness. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Gabell. And I'm your co-host, Brittany Welch. And on today's episode, we are talking about elimination diets. Eliminated. Elimination diets. Elimination diets. But um, I'm excited to learn more about this topic because I honestly, I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, So we're really excited. But I was going to ask you, do you have any, have you ever done an elimination diet? Do you have any experience with it, Brittany? No, I was trying to learn a little bit more about it before, you know, we obviously did this podcast. And I have a lot of um, food allergies that I recently found out about. So I thought that this actually might be beneficial for me in some way if I could actually commit to an elimination diet. I mean, it takes a lot of, it sounds like it takes a lot of structure. Right. And yeah, it takes a lot of, um, uh, what is that word? Yeah. You Patience. Just, thank or, you. No. Uh, commitment. Commitment. Thank commitment, you. That yeah. was the word I was looking for. Something else I struggle with in life. Well, yeah. <laughs> we all do. So, all right. Well, let's well, let's actually find out more about it. We'll bring our guest for today's show on. She is registered dietitian Debbie James. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Uh, before we get started, if you're new to the show, we just want to remind you that you should subscribe if you aren't already a subscriber. That way you can get new episodes delivered straight to your phone. We release every other Monday. Uh, also, if you can, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating, and uh, and we'll like you for that. Yeah, I love you for that. Oh wow, she's up the game. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Uh, first question. Let's keep it super basic as always. Elimination diets. What is the idea behind doing an elimination diet? Well, I'm going to say on the word elimination, it's not to help you go to the bathroom. It's not that kind of elimination. Okay. So ideally, this approach of eliminating foods is thank to... Thank you, Debbie, for pointing yes, that out. Yes, I have to. Excuse me for interrupting, but thank you. It's done um, with the supervision and assistance of a medical professional and that it's safe and reliable. So you determine food allergies and intolerances. That's the idea. I know that hmm. many people on their own are just temporarily, you know, scrapping what they eat down to the bare minimum and trying to, you know, eat clean and detox or what have you. So the basic premise is that by removing potentially offending foods and beverages and spices and whatever you put in your mouth, you're starting with a clean slate. And then the handful of items that are safe, you can begin adding them back or a, a type of food and for a few days see which items prompt the symptoms to reappear okay is who would benefit from this kind of diet is it it, would everyone are there people that don't need to worry about this diet kind of, well i was Paul? surprised in in looking at it that it's not just food allergies which i think we're going to get into but also there's so there are different names of specific elimination diets huh. such as the autoimmune protocol and the mm-hmm. gut and psychology syndrome diet and the specific carbohydrate diet huh. so i think it would be very targeted as okay. to whom it's going to apply apply to such as so the autoimmune protocol well that sounds more applicable to someone say with rheumatoid arthritis okay. or someone with that kind of condition that they have to manage uh, on the other hand there's the whole 30 that we've mentioned in a previous mm-hmm. podcast and you can kind of think of that challenge as an elimination diet too because you're committing to scrapping things for a, a period of time and it, it does have a reintroduction phase to kind of understand this a little bit, is this kind of what, obviously I have two young children now, is this kind of what we do with young children where, 
you start introducing them to foods and you kind of you're like okay i'm gonna give them something with peanut butter and you're gonna see how they do for like a week or two you hit the nail on the head that's exactly it i mean weaning them off from breast milk or formula it's what you do with solid foods right it's like okay we'll try rice cereal we'll do that for a few days okay now we'll try a little bit of you know puree green beans let's try that for the weekend and you just do like one food at a time and make sure that they don't have an allergic response so it's very similar to solid food introduction with kids. Huh, interesting. And just a little tidbit um, for Gloria out there. This, today you tried mango for the first time, so and you oh, liked it. Gloria, so good congratulations. Job. Oh, mango <laughs> bomb. Um, okay, well, how long do you typically have to wait to gauge to see whether you're intolerant or allergic? Is it pretty quickly, or is it like you introduce a food and then you kind of got to wait a couple weeks before you move on to the next one? Well, I thought it would be, yeah, days or weeks and everybody's system and sensitivity is different. So I asked a colleague and Jenny Askew of Balance Fitness and Nutrition in Georgia said that clients should feel better in 10 days if they've eliminated the right foods. So she Hmm. runs blood work to create a customized plan. So that way, you know, she can see exactly that they're they're Mm. getting the right items out. And usually she says about 50% improvement in symptoms in the first two weeks. Hmm. Okay. Which is kind of market, you know, yeah. if you're going to commit to doing something, as right. Brittany says, and kind of go, you want to be able to see that benefit. Right. Okay. So well, I feel like for kids, it's easy to, you know, because we're slowly introducing them to new things that they've right. never had before. Right. But to eliminate something from our diet and then slowly reintroduce it, how is that on our digestive system? Is yeah, that it's, kinda, it's kind of a, a different uh, game plan there. So I would say that Overall, on the contrary, most elimination diets are intended to relieve mm-hmm. gastrointestinal issues, you know, right. like bloating and gas. So that's what like the um, the GAP diet, the gut and psychology syndrome diet would do. Okay. But I've also heard from some people that say initially, you know, if they're doing the extreme elimination phase, that they can get stomach aches from their extreme hunger. So mm. um, you could get a, a short-term negative and right. then... If you're eliminating certain foods, you could get constipated just as if you're replacing other foods with something you don't normally eat so much of, like raw vegetables. Well, right. you could get the runs. Yeah. So right. it's an adjustment period. So what are some of the typical reasons people, we kind of, you mentioned some of them, use the elimination diet. I mean, I've definitely heard of allergies. Like that's one of the big ones is you're trying to find out what you're tolerant to. But I've also heard, is it like pain? Like maybe that's another reason to inflammation, inflammation, that kind of thing? So again, uh, another one of my great colleagues. So Tammy Broderick of Healthy Fit Nutrition in Southern California told me that elimination diets help break the cycle of chronic inflammation. So Gluten, dairy, sugar could be the top three food offenders, and gluten in particular is now being tied to like leaky gut syndrome. But Mm. other inflammatory foods could be soy and corn oil, processed meats, fried food, alcohol, sodas. And I didn't know that because I know in allergies, Brittany, uh, the big eight, you know, Mm. are the common ones like egg and tree nuts, peanuts, Mm -hmm. wheat. Soy, milk, fish, shell, shellfish. Yeah. Those are the ones that typically have to be on a label right. when there's an allergen statement. But there are all these other things huh. that can affect pain and inflammation as well. 
So this type of diet would really help somebody who has maybe say like Crohn's disease or is like has is celiac or just finding out and kind of finding a way to yeah I don't I won't I won't even touch those because I'm not the digestive Mm -hmm. expert so I'm gonna pass on that one but I I know that irritable bowel there's a lot of autoimmune kind of in that realm exactly so it help it helps you find what works best for your body and it's kind of like just to reiterate what I think we mentioned before, but like this is meant to you're not eliminating like one food at a time and seeing if you feel better not eating it. You're eliminating several and then reintroducing them and seeing how you react once you reintroduce them. Bingo. Right? Yeah. Okay. Each food reintroduced is basically a challenge. And so you're looking to see those adverse reactions in a few days, which is where the the commitment, the consistency and logging in a diary, you know, comes in. So you can't kind of do this half halfway. You can't yeah. do it willy-nilly or while you're trying to travel and have all these other you have to pay attention. Right. And so it's like, oh well if I I feel heartburn or I feel this, you know, that it wasn't from stress or it wasn't from, you know, crazy sleep that you had or whatever. So you're just really paying attention to each food and your gut and your system and your and anything you your skin yeah yeah so how does your body how would someone expect their body to react going through this kind of program when they start this like are there any side effects because it seems like to eliminate so much so rapidly seems like it would be a pretty big shock to your system so what what would they well, expect humans are really resilient i mean just as if you were going skiing and you got trapped on the wrong side of the mountain and you didn't have food for three days or a week or you know as long as you've got water right <laughs> yeah eat right. the melted snow right. uh, then you're good but initially we talked about those gastrointestinal effects so you could definitely have on the on the negative side we're looking for all the good stuff but in your terms of a body's reaction Maybe you could get, yeah, a headache or changes in your hair or skin or, you know, any other parts of your your system that, that could react. Which are all pretty similar, I would feel like, to most dietary changes. Right. Or, any diet you yeah, can go through. Yeah, anytime you go on some sort of diet, you look for those kind of changes. And usually they're positive. I mean, the skin, the hair, the whatever. I, there's always some weird digestive, but that's, I feel like, just... Common, any shift yeah in. common to almost all of these is removing the highly processed and the food additives and those types so i can only imagine that you're going to feel better and not right. really have an adverse to that is just in terms of meeting your energy needs when you've cut right. out so much i guess th- yeah that's yeah. kind of what i guess i'm talking about like how do you meet your energy needs if you're eliminating so much what are you kind of like i mean you have to make sure that you're re- replacing it with something that's appropriate, right? Yeah, well, and I'll also say that, you know, trying an elimination diet isn't for everyone. So say, look at an athlete or someone that's going to do a competition in two or three weeks, probably not the best time. But also someone that is, uh, excuse me, has malabsorption issues or um, a history of eating disorder. You don't want to play around with um, very strict guidelines and messing with your head when you know they've already been down that course. So, mm-hmm. or someone that just wants to try and lose weight, and this is the next diet on their list. It's not meant for that. Right. It's more of a long-term thing, isn't it? Like a lifestyle change. Well, the elimination diet, the elimination period you, and phase is not that short-term. Period, I mean, but when once you you've, yeah, once, once you've, you've done identified. the reintroduction and identified, then you kind of have to leave those things right. out. Ideally, right. it's like setting a diet plan for your life. 
Yeah, exactly yeah. like so yeah. suitable for you. Traditional food allergies, if they've done the blood work tests and the IgEs and um, the identifications, there's a leap therapy and there's a, another one that I had done that said, you know, aubergine. I had to look it up and I think it's eggplant. So hmm. I was like, oh, I love eggplant. You know, don't tell me I can't eat that. And so like I almost challenged myself and go, okay, I'm going to have eggplant parmesan. Let's see how bad Let's I feel. See, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I do that all the time with mine. I mean, it just depends on the level of allergy you have. Right. You know, they range you know, from different levels. Retest it occasionally. Be like, how Well, it's it? just yeah. how bad will this affect me? I won't eat yeah. it every day. But it's like, you know, my my nose will get a little congested. I'll start sounding like I'm sick halfway through dinner, and then you won't be able to hear me talk. Ooh. Which is almost, it's probably more pleasant now that I think about it for most of my companions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> eating, like, when it comes to, like, allergies and that sort of thing, like, do you... First of all, can you create an allergy by eating something too much? Yes. That's a good question. I would almost well, you think know, they... You sound like you've done that with something, Brittany. I just know that one for uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that the... I wouldn't say an allergy, but I know that the opposite is potential. So let's say that uh, whether it's this or something else, so you've cut out a bunch of dairy or all the dairy. You've mm -hmm. cut out 100% dairy. And your body over time kind of adapts and can produce less of the, the digestive enzymes required to break, break it down. So if you reintroduce the dairy, you're going to feel not so great. Mm. You know, you're not going to have the same ability to digest and absorb it, mm. right? By, by not having it for so long, your system's kind of like, okay, you know, we're, your we're body done with like that. rejects it. It's now, weird. Now, if there's something like that you find out you are either, mild, you know, maybe it's not allergic. I think, is it important to also break down, like, the difference between being allergic to something yeah, and intolerant? Let's, let's clarify That's kind that. Of because an allergy uh, has to do with your immune system response. And to say uh, an intolerance, like, I'm intolerant to caffeine. Mm -hmm. You know, I can have some. I have iced tea and, like I said, the little tiny can of uh, Diet Coke now and then. But... I can't have a Red Bull. I literally cannot. Hmm. Like, it's insane. It's like I'm on amphetamines or something. <laughs> so, not that I have been. I'm just saying that's what yeah. I would equate it to. Right. basically <laughs> what it is in a bottle anyway. So, that makes sense. Right. So, everybody's sensitivity to things is different and how it affects you. Just, I'll give you a analogy. So, even within diabetes mellitus. So, there are some people that say, oh, I can't have potatoes or I can't have corn or, oh, corn on the cob doesn't bother me. Or, you know, oh, as long as it's, you know, this kind of potato, it doesn't mm -hmm. bother me. So everybody reacts differently mm. to different foods. And that's just blood sugar. So if But you're those are more about, intolerances. Like, it's not yeah. like you're going to have an allergic reaction that's really, like, potentially critical to you. Like, whereas allergies are more defined that way? Are allergies more defined, like, as... A more serious than intolerance? Speak to Brittany's the, the allergy one over <laughs> yeah. there. There's different levels of it. You can have, like, I think it's between one through four. Oh, really? So, like, okay. you could consider the one twos and possibly okay. threes, like, more of an intolerance. Okay. But you still, it still has a negative effect in long term. I can imagine it's not good for you, but I don't know enough about right. it to say. Hmm. So, um, my friend Tammy that I mentioned earlier, so she says that eliminating known sensitivities, so once you've identified them, or unhealthy food items, it reduces the oxidative stress on your body, and so it can increase your capacity to resist stress, aging, and disease. So mm. yeah, you're, you're going to feel better, even though it's not perhaps tied to just the immediate effect of tolerating that food or not. Hmm. Okay. okay. 
it kind of unlocks your body's potential to handle other things better because it's, not having, so well. yes, <laughs> it's not having to focus. Yes, you It's not having to focus on this other area. Yeah. It's good. Thank oh, nice. God for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Interesting. Is there a way to, if you're into, you find you're intolerant to something, is there a way for you to ever become tolerant of it again? Like, is it something where you cut it out of your diet and then years later you could maybe doubt, go back to it? Is that something? Well, I, kn- I know that the current mode of thinking only because my cousin has a nut allergy that the concept is say someone that had a peanut allergy as a toddler that they they do little challenges and i mean like little mm-hmm. like you know fractions of or a quarter teaspoons or whatever and some of those i won't say the word reversed but can be improved improved right 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 but that's okay. all i can speak to in my right. experience yeah so I, I feel like i've kind of had a similar experience with my wife like with her being kind of intolerant to lactose and stuff and cheese and milks and now she couldn't have those things you know and so i just wondered if it's like yeah over time you should re kind of evaluate because you know like i hear your taste buds change every seven years so i imagine your body morphs so that you might not be I don't know, locked into something for life, perhaps. That's probably, I would hope that gives people hope, that, especially if you like eggplant and you're like, I really want to eat this. I mean, you it know? has to, because I mean, like you said, I think every seven years, doesn't your full body regenerate? Oh, maybe wise? it does. I, I don't know. I, know, I hear the taste buds. It only buds. takes These 30 days for your gut lining. I mean, for those cells to produce yeah. new, yeah. Right, my that, allergies that kind of makes didn't sense. come along until my 20s. So that's how that's I know that. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. But that's kind of interesting. You can develop them. So I imagine it's true that you also could swap out previous ones you may yeah. have had. And, you know, it's kind of... I'm sure it changes. changes around. Changes. Yeah. That's really interesting. That sounds like maybe we could even do like a full episode on just allergies. Like yeah. That's a, yeah we should have just to look prick that. me and yeah. just see how it goes. <laughs> just see. Yeah, we'll just, just here's some peanuts. Test. Here's yeah. some eggs. We'll just yeah. go through the whole test. Yeah. Go for the walnuts. <laughs> Those ones really hit you hard. Um, all right. Well, as we get out of here, uh, let's do the segment actionable advice um, where you kind of give our listeners something they can take home about elimination diets. What's the number one thing to remember about elimination diets? Well, I'd say that you really need to work with the professional specializing in these types of diets, which is not me. And to really be consistent and 100% compliant for both the elimination phase and the reintroduction periods with meticulous record keeping, because you really have to identify what it is that might be causing a problem and then avoid it completely. You can't, again, do it like halfway. Right. Okay. All the way and get help from your physician or some doctor kind of getting involved in that regard. It's not something you do on your own. Correct. Yeah. Right. yeah. And and often with blood work testing to accompany it. Obviously. Yeah. You kind of need someone's help for that, I would yeah, hope. Not but. DIY. DIY. <laughs> yeah, not I can DIY. Do your, I'll do your blood work if you do mine. <laughs> oh, man. That's probably what they do in, like, I don't Teamwork. know, doctoring school, Well, you don't want to waste your time on, on all the effort you've put in to follow this strict, rigid and then, thing. And it's right. not and to ruin it for and, no reason. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thank you, Debbie, for joining us on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, Debbie. You're, You're welcome. welcome. You're welcome. All right, now, if you want even more nutritional advice, remember, make sure you can check out our blog at blog.lafitness.com where you can read articles from Debbie. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can get new episodes delivered straight to your phone as soon as they release, which, once again, is every other Monday. So until next time, we'll see you in the gym. Bye, guys.